Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode number two of our new podcast on additive manufacturing, where we discuss printing, the 3D printing industry, what Siemens has going on in this area, and generally whatever else seems interesting. Our podcast is sponsored by the Thought Leadership Team here at Siemens. For episode number two, we're continuing our conversation with Aaron Frankel, who heads up the additive manufacturing program at Siemens Digital Industries Software. As you might remember, Aaron is the vice president of the additive manufacturing program, and he has responsibility for the overall additive manufacturing business, our solution roadmap, and our partner ecosystem. Aaron, I'd I'd like to begin uh, episode two. Let's go back to a subject we discussed briefly in episode one. For those who didn't listen to episode one, uh, one of the things we talked about uh, was use cases for additive. And when we left off in that episode, Aaron, we discussed production aids, digital inventory, optimization. Are there other use cases that you're seeing as you talk with our customers? We're also seeing companies, you know, not only consolidate parts that were once an assembly into a single part, maybe we can even now print assemblies or we can start to print functional capabilities into the part like springs or switches. These are some interesting applications we're seeing. And then certainly personalization and customization. Additive manufacturing unlocks tremendous flexibility in the manufacturing process to be able to add detail to parts, textures, labels. And we're also seeing personalization from, say, a scan to print where we're able now to you know, scan the anatomy of a human being and then use that scan information to be able to design ortheses, orthotics, for example, or prostheses, I should say, for the customer that's been personalized specifically to fit the body. So like a tremendous opportunity for additive. Okay, yeah, I think I've heard that called lot sizes of one. And that, you know, it's a pretty good description of one of the killer apps for additive. You know, when you can print a single unique part at about the same cost as a non-unique copy of a part, you know, that opens up a whole new world of possibilities for, as you said, uh, customization and personalization. It seems to me, though, that another killer app for additive is optimization. You know, I see tons of articles, blog posts, and webinars about uh, topology optimization and how well that particular technology works with additive. But it seems to me that almost every example I see is around uh, strength or material optimization. I see a lot of topology optimized brackets, right? Kind of reminds me of the initial phases of 3D printing where everyone was printing these rabbit models as test prints with their desktop printers. And you saw picture after picture of 3D printed rabbits. So, you know, seeing optimized bracket after optimized bracket would lead one to believe that topology optimization is kind of a one-trick pony. But I know we've been doing some work using topology optimization for other purposes, right? One interesting example related to thermal and flow performance optimization is a project that we embarked on with HP. HP you know, was looking to leverage their 3D printer to produce parts for their 3D printer that also enhance the performance of their 3D printers. So we work together to re-engineer a key component within the system that is responsible for keeping the print heads cool in the HP 3D printer. And we leverage some unique capability offered by Siemens uh, simulation-driven CFD topology optimization capability where we specified the performance objectives of the cooling 
system within the HP printer. And we turned our software loose on basically autonomously engineering a better performing duct that delivers air to the print heads. And the system was able to determine where the material needed to reside in the duct in order to be able to control the airflow through the system in a much more efficient way than what human engineers were capable of doing. And the results of this project ended up in 22% improvement in airflow through the system, ultimately delivering a better performing overall print capability. These types of examples, I think, are quite inspiring. And and when we share these stories with others in the market and, and talk about what's possible, you know, we tend to find that they can be quite enlightening in some cases. And engineering managers and leaders within organizations that are looking for ways to be able to leapfrog the capability of their products over others or turning to innovative approaches to do so. And, and additive manufacturing that shines in this area. Because of these examples, I think you know, we'll eventually and ultimately start to drive, I think, greater adoption of additive in industry. Yeah, very true. That example of the mighty duct, as we call it around here with HP, was was something that I think even surprised us as we were working on that project. I remember the moment when the analysis team showed us the geometry that resulted from that fluid domain topology optimization and it you know it took us all a good moment or two to wrap our heads around the geometry because it was so organic and so strange you know it almost seemed inside out for lack of a better term that kind of stuff where you see something that just blows your mind for a moment is the type of thing that really brings home the realization that this technology is opening up unbelievable possibilities for new designs and next-generation products? I believe that with additive manufacturing, next-generation products are going to be driven by new frontiers of performance and mass individualization and enable new business models. I think that additive provides the fundamental capability that is going to enable us all to transform the business of innovation. I think that when you combine advanced capabilities like the Internet of Things, artificial intelligence, systems engineering, predictive analytics, simulation and automation, low-code development with additive manufacturing, we're going to ultimately realize this goal of autonomous innovation. I think that someday every company is going to have their very own autonomous innovator. And this innovator is going to know everything about their business. It's going to know their products down to the smallest part, the function of the parts in the larger system, the cost and materials that they're made from, where they're made, how they're made. It'll know your company's financials, your competitors, and the markets that you serve. And, and I think that, you know, in the future, we're going to you know, be able to set the requirements for what constitutes, let's say, a successful innovation in a company. And the autonomous innovation innovator is going to take it from there. I think we're going to get to the point where you're going to be able to give your autonomous innovator, say, a standing order like, uh, tell me whenever the cost or performance of one of my products can be improved by 20%. 
And I think that your innovator is going to text you back and let you know that it's fulfilled that condition. And it'll tell you, it'll ask you if you, know, if it would, if you would like to have it you know, 3D print the part for you. I think that this might not happen for 10 years. It might not happen in my career, but I do believe that it's going to happen. That's what's cool about all this. I mean, as they say in the Matrix, you have to free your mind and then you can let your imagination run wild with the possibilities. Because, you know, let's face it, when you when you really start to think about how all this might pan out, uh, there are a thousand places where additive might enable a new product, a new business model, or even a new discovery. You know, it's truly a green field opportunity at the moment. So I hope we do one day have artificially intelligent advisors who can help us innovate as we saw with the duct product that we talked about earlier, an algorithm can design geometry that a human never could even envision. So you can imagine what technologies like AI and machine learning are eventually going to bring to the table here. So our conversation over the past episode in this one is ranged from use cases for additive to examples of innovation and, uh, and even things we see for the future of the technology. Let's bring things back down to today. I know we've been spending a lot of our time here at Siemens working on innovative ways to enable the entire AM process. Do you want to talk a little bit about how that focus is playing out in our software and uh, maybe how the various different pieces of that fit together? Yeah, the solution that we're building spans procurement, product development, manufacturing planning, and production. And you know, our goal is to enable a digital threat that connects every step within these areas together, all the way from order management through design for AM of additive parts, through automated design and engineering with generative engineering capabilities, providing simulation tools to be able to validate that the parts that we're designing for additive are going to perform the way we expect them to after they're manufactured We're investing in build preparation tools combined with build simulation capabilities that will enable engineers, manufacturing engineers, to develop the build job that the different types of 3D printers on the shop floor are going to be able to use in order to produce or print the parts. We're also taking advantage of our software capabilities in the area of post-processing and planning for how we need to finish the parts after they come off the 3D printers. One example of this is in the area of depowdering. In many cases, the parts that we're designing have very intricate and fine detailed channels within them. And we need to be able to get all of the powder out of these parts in order to have a finished part. And we're looking at leveraging the digital twin of the design of these parts to develop the articulation of the depowdering machines and the way that those machines need to be able to shake the part around in order to get the powder out, get all the powder out. Yeah, I've seen our, our solution for automatic depowdering where we partnered with Solucon. I'll, uh, I'll see if I can find a link to that video to include in the episode notes. What else are we up to? We're also you know, investing in capabilities to automate the removal of support geometry that is used to hold the part while it's being printed. And then when we get into scale production and we're looking to produce larger volumes and quantities of these types of you know, 3D printed parts, we need to be able to control and orchestrate what happens on the shop floor. And then here, 
when we're investing in tools to be able to you know, manage the execution of the manufacturing process and the factory floor schedule the jobs and the orders and what needs to be delivered you know, through the system and the process to produce the parts, connectivity to the machines so that we can deliver the information to the machines, but not only deliver information, but also collect information off the machines that can give us input into different ways that we might want to think about scheduling the work as it goes through the production operation and monitor what's happening on the machinery in order to ensure quality. So it's quite an expansive solution that we're investing in, but this is you know, what the market is telling us it needs in order to be able to industrialize additive. And Siemens, you know, with our partner ecosystem, is, is stepping up to the challenge to provide solutions across all these different areas. Well, that's uh, that's quite a list, laundry list of uh, capabilities there. But I think it, you know it's a testament to the level of potential we believe Additive has to help our customers and their businesses. I think we've we've done a really good job of picking out some of the harder problems to invest in, you know, creating solutions for, and and that's uh, something that I think the industry really needs to to move forward. Now, I heard you mention uh, process simulation in there. I know, I know the one thing we hear over and over is about the somewhat high failure rate for prints, especially in metal, where the process takes a lot of time and the materials can be really expensive. Does this process simulation tool help with that? And, and is there anything else we're working on that can help companies with their print quality? I think the high failure rate of 3D printed parts is a big challenge for companies Many companies need to try to print five or more attempts in order to qualify a part in, in the process. And I, I think that this is you know, one of the areas that's really holding back the entire industry. I think what it, what it basically means is that because of the amount of time and energy uh, and engineering that has to go into these different attempts, I think we're seeing a, a buildup, a, a queue of new parts and new designs waiting for the engineering community within companies to put some more attention into in order to figure out how to be able to, to produce them on a repeatable basis. And, and here, I believe that simulation you know, plays a fundamental and a, a very critical role in helping companies be able to reduce the cost and time required to qualify these new designs and processes. And ultimately, I think, as we continue to improve these capabilities, get to first-time right prints. And we're investing in this simulation capability in a number of different areas that span the process. I think that there's three primary areas where we're investing in this. I think one is you know, kind of more upfront in the design process where we're providing some very easy-to-use cloud-based capabilities for companies looking to quickly analyze a part to determine its optimal build orientation that can give back a lot of insights into the best way to orient a part based on its geometric shape for the shortest build time, minimum distortion, minimum support removal, and even minimal material consumption. I think this is a key capability to give insights very early into the production of repeatable, high-quality parts. Another area where we're investing in simulation to support the overall process is in build process simulation. This is more of a a CAE-based macro-scale simulation. It takes into account all the parts in the build, 
including supports and the powder. It predicts thermal mechanical distortion of parts during the process. And it even provides the ability to alter the CAD geometry to compensate for any distortion problems that it might uncover. And then lastly, which I think is also a very interesting area, I think also a very impactful area, is related to path optimization. Um, we introduced a new technology at Formnext last year called AM Path Optimizer. And this technology can predict mesoscale defects that can result from overheating along the scan path. And when we determine where there may be some overheating, it can resequence the scan vectors to correct the defects that we predict. The combination of all these capabilities on the simulation front you know, are all targeted at efficiency and cost effectiveness of 3D printing, ultimately helping to accelerate the industrialization of AM. Yeah, for sure. I, I know when I've talked to people who have come by our booths at, at uh, various conferences and expos, you know, back when we were doing those things, of course, one topic of great interest, especially for companies who print in metal, is first article print quality. You know, that terribly expensive process of trial and error to get a quality part is something that I think everyone in the industry is looking to shorten at this point. So I'm glad to hear this is an area of focus for us going forward, because I think a lot of companies really could use some assistance with that. You know, also, as I've talked with people at these various events, I've kind of learned over time what portions of the Siemens solution really resonate with people. But what are you hearing? What, what are the companies we talk with saying about our solutions? What are the advantages? What do they like about what we're doing and what we're bringing to the table for them? I think that because you know, Siemens, we're looking at a kind of a broad solution for additive, you know, an end-to-end solution for additive manufacturing. And we offer some unique values, maybe four key value propositions. And the first being that because of the integrated end-to-end digital thread, we can offer 3x more efficient idea to additive manufacturing process. And, and this is because we eliminate the need to transfer data between different applications. And whenever changes are made, we're able to ripple those changes through with associativity versus having to kind of manually input information into different systems. The second big value proposition is that because of the investments we've made in you know, simulation-driven design and engineering in the areas of not only structural topology optimization for light weighting, but also in the areas of thermal and flow optimization, we're able to offer a much greater breadth of functional performance, but we're also seeing that our algorithms are generating 50% plus better functional performance in a number of areas, you know, both from weight reduction maintaining strength, but then also in the area of improving flow and managing heat. Another area of value is in eliminating failed builds. As I mentioned before, this is because of our investment in simulation, you know, all the way from looking at orientation optimization to macro scale and meso scale simulations of the AM process. Companies are able to predict whether or not their build strategy combined with the geometry of the parts are going to result in 
the you know shape and the quality of the part that they originally anticipated and desired. And then lastly, because of our investments in our additive manufacturing network to be able to connect supply and demand between OEMs and the supply chain, we're seeing companies gain you know, cost reduction advantages for procured parts all the way upwards to about 20% by helping facilitate the different types of transactions and the collaboration between you know, the OEMs and the supply chain you know, in a digital form versus much more manual and, and traditional forms of communication. Yeah, that connection between supply and demand is always a topic of interest. You know, how does a company find a good supplier? How do they find good advice? Being able to help our customers with issues like that brings really good value, I think, to their partnership with Siemens. And I think that these values are resulting from a number of key investment areas and and progress that we're making. Um, One key area is our view and development of a unified solution that can connect requirements all the way through the design and engineering optimization to the build preparation and simulation to the factory floor for execution and quality. The unified solution for additive manufacturing from idea to part is a key differentiator that we offer. I think Another differentiator is you know, our multidisciplinary generative engineering capability, not only to optimize designs for better structural and weight performance, but also flow and thermal, but even beyond. Um, and, and looking at multi-objective optimization where we can start to combine together competing requirements for performance of parts and have our software iterate digitally hundreds of different design alternatives and then present the best performing ones to the designer or engineer to be able to select and move forward with. We're also, I think, unique in the breadth of simulation capabilities that we offer to help the engineer determine the best build approach um, and achieve right first-time printing. We offer capability you know, simulation capability, as I mentioned before, in, in the areas of build orientation, optimization, macro and meso scale process simulation. And then lastly, I think that in order to be able to and enable companies to produce parts in highly regulated markets, it's critical to be able to manage the data and the process with traceability and We've built all of our authoring capabilities in a way that we are able to work in a managed environment with Team Center in order to be able to support the ability to design and produce parts for highly regulated industries. So I think these are the four big kind of key differentiators and investment areas that that we've been pushing hard on. So if I heard you right, I think you mentioned our end-to-end solution, our multidisciplinary generative engineering capabilities, our ability to simulate not just the design performance, but also the print process and even your shop floor efficiency. And finally, the fact that all of this resides in a tightly controlled, managed, traceable environment. You know, I'd say that the level of investment we've made in our AM software is sort of proven by that list of solutions that we're able to bring to the table. 
So I think that's probably all the time we have today. I'd like to once again thank Aaron Frankel for joining me today and the Siemens Thought Leadership Team for sponsoring this webinar. If you like this episode and maybe you missed episode one, please go back and have a listen. Uh, while you're at it, you may want to comment or subscribe. That always brings a smile to our faces. In the meantime, we'll be working hard on putting together episode three for your auditory pleasure. My name is Ashley Eckhoff, and this is the Siemens Additive Manufacturing Podcast. We'll see you next time.